Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Yep, that spiritual journey, you guys. <laughs> Anyone ever feel like, why did I do this? What the hell did I get myself into? It's like the most amazing thing, but also the most terrifying. And sometimes I just want to hide from my spiritual growth. Yeah. One of you reached out to me on Instagram and shared your story. And whoa resonated hardcore with me. And I want to share with you guys how I've gotten to the, this point in my spiritual journey. I am still very much so on the journey, but aren't we always, right? Um, but I think a lot of you have been asking, how do I do the relationship piece? And that is the biggest question I get is, okay, I'm growing, but no one around me is, what do I do? So I'm going to share with you guys some tips on how to move through that discomfort of having your relationship shift. Before we dive in, I do want to share with you guys that there is still time. If you have not applied for the Become Magnetic Mastermind, there is still time to get in on this cohort. We start the 19th of August and if you've been wondering if this is for you, this is for the woman who either has a business, but it's not growing. It's just kind of bringing in a couple hundred dollars a month. And you're like, how the hell do I get to the next level? Or this is for you. If you have an idea or you've had this feeling that you're meant to have a business, but you're just not sure how to get there, or you don't have the support in your life to actually take the action. This is going to be a four-month mastermind, and we are going to be diving into strategy of how you grow and expand your business in the online space. But more importantly, we're also going to be doing the deep healing work that's necessary to take your business to the next level because our business cannot go where we have not already gone. And so if you have energetic blocks to money, if you have energetic blocks to being seen, those are going to show up in your business and prevent you from really growing and getting the results you want. So we're going to do both pieces of work. You're also going to get two one-on-one calls with me to talk about a business plan and solidify in a strategy that's most effective for you. Or if there are blocks that we are not able to work through on the calls, you and I are going to be doing that work in the one-on-one calls. In addition to that, you get access to all of my client contracts, my success formulas, my sales formulas, how to create um, ads, like all of this stuff that I have learned in working with my coaches, you are going to get access to. And let me just tell you, this is an incredible value. 
because I have invested more money than I can tell you in my mentors and my coaches and the programs I've enrolled in more time than I can tell you. And I'm, I'm giving you guys the cream of the crop on the, of the information I have learned that has helped me accelerate my growth and turn my little side hustle into a full-time gig. So if you want in, you need to pop to the show notes right now and apply. Don't diddle around. Don't wait. Mercury retrograde is past. You can sign some freaking contracts. You can apply for the big things. You can do the scary things. And you know what? You are more powerful. And you could have more impact on this world than you can ever imagine if you just take the action. And so if you've been thinking about this, if you've been wondering, if you've been trying to figure out how you're going to make it work financially, because right now the money's just not coming in, know that if this is something you feel called to do, you will find a way to make it work. I have done this with coach after coach, after program, after event. When it's in alignment, the money will come. So with that, I'm going to dive into this episode on how to figure out how the hell to do this spiritual growth thing without feeling totally guilty about leaving relationships, totally lost and totally energetically drained. Maybe you're not meant to stay in that relationship. Maybe you're not meant to be doing that job. Maybe you're meant for something greater. And maybe you're meant to be exactly where you are. I want to read you guys a message I received from a woman on Instagram a few weeks ago because I was asking for feedback on what you guys want on the podcast. And she sent me this message. And all I could think was, holy shit, this was the podcast episode I needed to hear two years ago. And so I'm going to share with you guys her message and then more on what I've been through and how I've moved through this spiritual journey and continue to move through the spiritual journey because let's be real, we're all still very much at the beginning. Here it goes. This is what, this is what she wrote me. I think I started to wake up spiritually about a year ago and it's been the hardest and best year of my life. I felt extreme joy and extreme sadness from going back into childhood and feeling emotional neglect, trauma, and years of struggle with anorexia, low self-esteem, and negative body image through all of the elementary into part of high school. I don't have the best relationship with my parents, and being a spiritual person on this journey feels really lonely sometimes because my friends and family don't really see things the way I do or understand why I do what I do. Lately, I've been feeling a lot of guilt for not connecting with them, feeling distant from them, and feeling like I should not feel the way I do. But I feel so, so good on the path I'm on and all the work I've done to get here, but I also feel guilty for feeling proud of myself. So anyways... Long story, but I feel like a podcast on navigating this journey and finding like-minded people coupled with releasing the guilt of no longer feel or no longer feeling 
obligated to be with the people you once used to be close with. Whoa, you, I cannot tell you how much her story resonates with me, you guys. It's literally my story. And so what I want to share with you guys today is how I've moved through that guilt, that shame, that discomfort of distancing myself from certain people or letting relationships go. What I want to start with though, okay, so actually today, so we're going to talk about literally like three things today is number one, we're going to talk about relationships because I think that's the hardest part of growing is watching other people around you not grow with you or knowing that certain people in your life aren't really healthy for you despite feeling obligated to be in relationship with them. So we're going to talk about that. Number two, we're going to talk about guarding our energy because this is something I often see people who are on a spiritual path do is they're like, I have the light. I am the light. Let me be the light. And they're running around prancing. They're excited that they have this new energy, this new light, this new flow, and they want to share it with everyone. But they end up depleting themselves because they're sharing it with the wrong people and they're opening up to everyone. Number three, I'm going to talk about how the ego creeps back in as we're on the spiritual path. You guys know I've created a whole episode just on the ego. And so if that part resonates for you, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. So I think there's a couple phases of our spiritual transformation. And this is at least what mine went like. I was waking up, going to work every day, coming home, drinking a glass of wine, getting a workout in maybe, going to bed, repeat, rinse, wash, repeat, get to the weekend, slam like 15 drinks at the bar, blackout, hook up with some random dude, then get back to Sunday, feel like shit, Netflix in my bed all day, eat a ton of ice cream, meal prep because I was still trying to be healthy, but despite the pound of ice cream I just ate, and then do it all over again. And I remember one Sunday morning waking up feeling so depressed from binge drinking one weekend. And I looked at my life and I was like, something has to change. This cannot be the rest of my life. And that was one moment. And then there was another moment when I was commuting 45 minutes one way, home from work, and I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning to make it to the gym so that I could get home and cook dinner with my boyfriend at the time and try to spend time with him, try to spend time with my friends, try to make it to the work happy hour. And I was like, how the hell do people live a life around their jobs? How is this possible? This can't be the rest of my life. And so I believe the first step to our spiritual awakening is realizing that something in our lives needs to change. That little voice inside my head saying, something's got to change, that was my spirit coming through, cutting through the noise of ego, saying, hey, you're meant for more. This isn't supposed to be your entire life. You have a message to share. And so number one is just the awareness that something needs to shift in our life. My second phase of transformation is my awareness of thoughts. I recognize my thought patterns, recognize that I had this voice inside my head that wasn't my spirit, that wasn't my truth. It was the fear, right? So the, oh my gosh, I'm going to screw up. I'm not meant to be in this room. I'm not supposed to speak. 
if I post this, people aren't going to like me. People let that, 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 and whatever, you know, whatever that voice of ego is, I recognized the thoughts. I saw the patterns. I recognized that it wasn't a part of who I am. The next phase, after recognizing my thoughts and realizing how crazy most of them were, was the awareness that my thoughts created my reality. You guys, this was the fun phase. It was kind of the, the depressing phase because I realized I had created all the shit that was happening in my life. I realized that my fear of being alone and the I re- realized the fear of, I, I would go out to the bars, you guys. So this, again, still my party phase. When I was first, I don't know how much of my story you guys know, but I'm just going to lay it all out. When I was first on my spiritual journey, I was still partying pretty hard on the weekends. Um because it was like, again, the community and the friends I, I had were mostly party people. And so that was just like a part of my life. So I still had this like spiritual side of me, but I was going out and drinking on the weekends consistently partying hard, not saying if a drinking is part of your lifestyle, that there's anything wrong with that. For me, it was just a way to numb out and avoid, avoid my true self. And so I realized that when I would go out on the weekends, I'd go to the bar and I'd be like, oh my God, are any boys looking at me? Are they going to like me? Is anyone going to come up to me? Is anyone going to talk to me? I really want to get us on a date. I need to meet my future husband. And literally realized that my, the, the fear I had around and that, that um, neediness I had around wanting to find the one was pushing every single person that could possibly have been the one away, right? So the awareness of that thought pattern or that all of my thought patterns, number one, it was like, oh shit, fuck, what? I have to look at this stuff. I have to unravel it. I have to realize that I'm the one creating the scarcity in my life. I'm the one creating the lack of relationships in my life. I'm the one creating all of this. But the flip side of that is I started to shift it. And I was like, well, if my thoughts create reality, then I know I can create abundance. I can create what I've created today. You guys, a couple years ago is when I started to think about not working a nine to five, not showing up for a job every day, working for my own schedule. I literally just got back from hot yoga so that I could be high vibe when I recorded this for you guys. That was a dream I set on my heart two years ago, and I knew my thoughts would manifest into my reality. So that was the fourth phase, the third phase for me, sorry. The fourth phase for me was recognizing, so going beyond myself and recognizing that I was connected to every other being and feeling that if I spread love to someone else, I got love back. And that when I was in anger and hate towards someone, I was getting that back. And that every loving thing I put out into the world creates a ripple effect of love into the world. And that was kind of my fourth phase is realizing how interconnected we all are and that by spreading love to everyone and that we're all equal, again, equal meaning I'm not less than other people because that was a big part of my ego saying that I'm not good enough, I'm less, I'm worthy. The flip side is I was also saying that I'm better than some people, you know, like that's the ego is recognizing that we're all equal and we're all love. That was my fourth phase. 
And then the fifth phase, <laughs> and maybe this will sprinkle in throughout there, but I want to shout this to the rooftop. I want everyone to feel this peace and this joy and this love and this connection and this flow and be able to manifest. I'm going to tell everyone and anyone who wants to know it, who wants to hear it, that they need this message too. And so I went to my mom, I went to my dad, I went to my brother, I went to my best friends, and I was like, you guys need to do this. You need to read this book. Here's the book. Here's the book. I was giving them books personal development and spiritual books for Christmas and for their birthdays. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I realized, oh, <laughs> I get it. Not everyone wants to be on this journey with me. It was really hard for me at first because these are the people I love most, right? My friends, my family members, the people I was closest to in my life didn't want to hear what I was most excited about. And that was really difficult. And I had a lot of resentment around that for the first couple, I would say the first like six months to a year of realizing that not everyone wanted my messages because my messages was a shit, right? You know, not everyone thinks that. Okay. But that's where I started to realize it's things in my relationships needed to shift. And I think, I think sometimes when we're on the spiritual path, we are given an opportunity to grow. And part of that growth is releasing these relationships in our lives that are no longer serving us. And I think we feel guilty about that because I think we feel like we have to hold on to every relationship. We have to be close to everyone. We have to please everyone. And if you're feeling a lot of guilt around releasing relationships, it may be time to look at how are you people pleasing in your life. But (laughs) part of this work that we're doing for ourselves is cleaning up the relationships that are not serving us. And that doesn't mean we don't love these people. And, and, you know, it's a little different when it's your family, I think. You know, family, what I've realized is that I can love the shit out of them. I can send them my energy, my spiritual energy and prayers. And I can cut the cord and recognize that I do not need to change them. It is not my purpose. It's not my, my place to make them change. And so I think there's two different category, categories of relationships when you're on this growth journey that you could, like, as you see that people are not willing to grow and change is like, okay, which people in my life can I distance from who aren't, who aren't on this path with me, who I know when I go around them, they're talking shit about other people. They, they're, they make me feel really negative. If I walk into the room, I know they'll be talk Like I realized this actually in the past year, I still had relationships in my life where I would, you know, every time I was with these people, talking shit about other people, gossiping, other people, other people, other people. And it's like, I just felt uncomfortable and negative in that because again, we're all connected, right? We're all one. And so when we're surrounding ourselves with people who are talking shit about other people, not only are we taking a part in that, but you become who you surround yourself with. And if we want to do the work and we want to be the light workers and we want to show up to help other people shift into the light, we cannot be dragged down by negativity and darkness. 
So that's the first group of people is like, okay, who are the, maybe the friends in my life that have probably, you know, a lot of these people, maybe people you've had in your life since high school, since college, since grade school, maybe they're your coworkers. How can I start to distance from them without being like, you're not good enough. You're not without that attitude It's more of an attitude of, okay, this isn't serving either of us because I feel depleted when I leave and I'm feeding your own negativity when I'm taking part in this. So I need to leave, right? You're not serving either people in the relationship by staying in that relationship. Cord cutting meditation, you guys, this is number one for distancing from people. This is what I've always done and consistently done is the cord cutting meditation to release people with love. Because there's two, day, two ways to release people. You release them and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I was a little aggressive. Sorry if you guys don't like cussing. You're like, screw you. I don't want you in my life. Get out. You're negative. You're not good enough. I'm spiritual now, so we can't be friends. That's one way to release people. The second way to release people is with love and light. But knowing that this relationship isn't serving you. And so to do that, a cord cutting meditation is really helpful. You guys, I have a cord cutting meditation in my Ascension meals. I don't know if you guys know this, but I do meal, I'm I'm a sidebar real quick, but I do meal plans every month, every week, actually. They're weekly meal plans delivered right to your inbox and you get a free wellness training along with that. It's usually about 45 minutes to an hour of a training and a meditation or a spiritual practice to help accelerate your health. And so it's only 11-11 a month to get all of this. That's four to five weeks in meal plans, a wellness training, and a meditation. So if that's something you're interested in, I'm going to link it in the show notes so that you can get access to it. Um, I love doing it, and so that's why it's out there for you. But if you need access to a cord med- uh, cutting meditation, that is a great way to do it. Um, I've got one recorded in there for you. Okay, so cord cutting, releasing the relationships, knowing that like even if you distance yourself from those people, it doesn't mean the relationship is over. doesn't mean that it has to end on bad turns. It's simply distancing yourself. And how we, another great way to do this is filling your plate with other people or other things or other practices that are in alignment with your growth, right? So what I think about is on the spiritual path, what's in alignment with my growth and what is holding me back from growth? And I held on to a lot of relationships for a long time simply because I was afraid to be alone. Saturday nights alone freaked me out. Like big time freaked me out. I was like, I can't be home on a Friday night. I can't be home on a Saturday night alone what am I supposed to do? People are going to think I'm awkward and weird. I can't like, what? I need to go out. I need to party. Like I, I would try to avoid the party scene and end up in the party scene every weekend because I was so afraid to detach from those relationships. And that was the only way, like those relationships would be nurtured essentially is, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, I'm going to tell you everything about my spiritual journey. <laughs> When I decided to stop drinking as much and cut, and there was a period of time I cut, actually cut out alcohol. I'm actually cutting out alcohol right now as well. 
I do it in like a couple months spurts here and there, just like re get in alignment. I don't know if I'm going to add it back in after this round, but anyways, side tangent. So how I knew that my relationships maybe weren't the most nurturing and, and in alignment with my growth is that when I stopped drinking alcohol, none of my friends wanted to hang out with me. Very few, pretty much none of them. <laughs> And it was really lonely. And so for a while, I tried to continue to go out, continue to continue to drink and party and do these things because I didn't know what to do without those relationships. And being, again, being home on Saturday nights really freaked me out. And so why I bring this up is recognize if you're holding on to people and activities that aren't in alignment because you're afraid of what it would mean to be alone, to get quiet, And for me, when I did finally commit to no alcohol, I had to get quiet. I had to have that alone time. And so Saturday nights turned into journaling. They turned into crying in my bed, doing my inner child work. They turned into visualization and manifestation work. And they turned into creating my dream life. Because all of a sudden I had all of this energy and I was releasing old traumas and old crap. And so sometimes you have to create that space and it's okay not to fill it right away because sometimes you need that space, that alone time to go inward. And sometimes that's what, what we're given, even when it feels most uncomfortable. But if you've been in this space for a while and you're like, I have been doing the work. I've been doing the journaling. I really just need human connection again and human connection that's meaningful and that's going to help me grow and that's going to push me. The friendships in my life that are going to be my expanders, the women in my life who are going to help me grow. I want to share with you guys how I've called in some of my best friends. Number one, I don't know if you know this, but I started in network marketing. So I have a couple really, really close friends that despite stepping away from network marketing have remained my close friends. So sometimes surrounding yourself with a community of women who are like-minded, I was doing health and fitness coaching and all of these women had incredible energy. They were all like-minded. They all loved health and fitness. And a couple of them were really on the same page spiritually as me. The second way I called in friends was Instagram. (laughs) Would you look at that? I have a best friend that, and I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but she literally found me through a mutual friend on Instagram. We lived in the same apartment building. Her dog would come up to me and say hi. I knew this little pup since it was a a young, young lad. And he would say hi to me every time she would let him outside. And we would say hi. She seemed really nice, but I was insecure. I was afraid of rejection. So I, n- I never continued the conversation. And one day she slides into my DMs and she's like, I've been creeping on your Instagram page. We have a lot of mutual friends. We should have a coffee date one day. You guys, I had asked God, universe source, whatever you want to call it, to send me people three weeks before that. I was like, I need like-minded women in my life. I need friends. I don't know how to find them. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm literally 26 and I don't want to go to the bar to find them. I don't know what to do. And she slid into my DM. So sometimes it's just surrendering and asking God to send you the what you need to 
to send the people into your life that you need. And another way, so I moved to Colorado in September and went through the same thing. I was like, okay, I have my friends, but they're all now in Minnesota. How do do I make friends here in this new space? And when I moved here, I had I had a life coach at the time who was absolutely incredible. Steph, I've had her on the show, and we were chatting, and I was like, I'm kind of lonely. I don't know what to do. And I was in this pity party because so I was like, I mean, I have my roommates, but like they don't get me. They're not super spiritual. I don't I don't know what to do. And she's like, Well, where would your friends be? Where do you hang out? Where would your girls be hanging out? And I was like, oh, probably Whole Foods. She's like, okay, go to Whole Foods, hang out, smile at some girls, just be open. Sat down at a table that day, you guys, after that call, I sat down for lunch at Whole Foods, was typing away on my computer, eating my salad, and this girl comes up to me and she's like, I love your sweater. And she was eating lunch with a friend. And I shit you not, those are two of my best, best Colorado girlfriends here. And then the, the fourth way I've made friends and that's still here in Colorado is doing things that I enjoy that other like-minded women would enjoy. So I, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I took Reiki one in, I think March. And now there's Reiki exchanges that I go to every Every two weeks, there's a group of Reiki practitioners that we get together and we do Reiki exchanges on one another and I get my energy back into alignment and I've made some really incredible friends here. And I had to detach. I think at first I was really like, you know, some of my friends are 60, 50, 40, 30s. A lot of them are in the 30s, but I have some 56-year-old friends and from the Reiki exchange, and I was like detaching from how they need to look, right? Because I, I think there was a part of me who's like, well, they need to be my age. They need to be female. They need to be like-minded. And yeah, those are all great things, but sometimes it's, it's nice to just be open to whatever relationships show up. And so where would your people be hanging out? What would they be doing? Where can you consistently show up to continue to nurture and form those relationships? And maybe it's getting out of your comfort zone and and sliding into that girl's DMs who you know lives down the street and you're like, you know what, screw it. The worst thing she could say is no. And you know what? You might get rejected. But, and you might form the best relationship of your life. So I think that's all I have to say on relationships. The next thing I want to touch on quick is your energy. And why I want to touch on this is because it was something that I was doing is leaking my energy to other people who weren't doing the work themselves. And I'm going to share an example Gabby Bernstein gave in Spirit Junkie Masterclass where she was channeling. She was doing some deep meditation sessions. She was bringing women into her apartment in New York when she first started on this journey. And they were doing some meditations. They were cracking their energy wide open. And so it's midnight and everyone's leaving her apartment. And this one woman stays with her. And she could kind of tell her energy was a little bit negative, a little bit low, 
the woman is just spilling out all of her problems, all of the things that are going on in her life, sharing, sharing, sharing. And all of a sudden she's like, I feel like I'm vibrating in your energy. I feel like just, I feel so good. You, you know, you make me feel so amazing. And this woman left her apartment and Gabby tanked because she was bottom out, no energy. Everything was drained from her. And it took her weeks to get back to a place where she was back into her normal energy. She lost like five pounds in two days. She had to fly to Los Angeles to see an energy healer. And people who knew the other woman said that this woman was walking around like on a cloud, really high energy, and it wasn't her normal self. And so knowing that you can transmute your energy to other people, and sometimes it's not in the best way. So there are going to be people out there who are like moths to the light. And I've had this experience where there are certain people who come to me to dump their energy, dump their problems. I've had people who like, well, just like, I just need a hug from you. You give the best hugs. And I like, after I give a hug, I kind of feel energetically drained. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't making these connections. And it wasn't until I heard the story from Gabby of like, oh my God, I'm literally leaking my energy. Of course, these certain people feel really good around me when I'm doing the meditation, I'm doing the yoga, I'm doing the healing work, I'm doing all this stuff. I nourish my body. You guys, I'm at a high vibration. I am at a very high vibration. I want to share that with my clients I'm going to help them raise their vibration by sharing my energy with them. I want to bring my energy here for you guys. I want you guys to feel my vibration and be in my vibration. I want my Instagram peeps to feel that. And I want it when I'm speaking on a stage. There are times for me to bring that energy, but I do not want to be leaking it out into everyone. And here's why, because there are people who are not ready to do the work themselves, who are not ready to be the light themselves, who are not ready to make the shifts for themselves, but they want that energy. And so sometimes we have to be conscious of who we're leaking our energy to. And so what I want you guys to think about is number one, are there people who come to you to dump their problems over and over and over again? And they seem to like just vent and they have this weight lifted off of them. And all of a sudden they're going on and on and on and you get done and you leave the situation and you feel drained after you've been with them. Recognize if you are leaking your energy and you may need to set boundaries with these people of like, Hey, Number one, I get it. Like there are friends who I'm just like, you need to like release and you need to share. Like I get that. Sometimes you do need to just share, but there's a difference between like getting stuck in that and and stuck in that negative loop and stuck in that energy and stuck in that woe is me. There's a difference between that and venting and just like needing to get something off your chest. So recognize when, when people are really, you're leaving feeling drained. And I shared a post about this a couple of weeks ago, and that is you need to guard your energy. So get some crystals and some energy protection crystals and carry those on you. Get one for your home and put that by your doorway. I have a black tourlamine, a huge one that's sitting right in the entranceway of my apartment. Um, get, you know, do the bubble exercise where you literally visualize yourself in an energetic bubble 
every time you leave your apartment, especially if you're in really high energy places. So going to a concert, being in crowds at the mall, shopping centers. Um, I'm going to New York in a few weeks here. So knowing when, like there's a lot of people around me and that my energy could be drained. Make sure you envision that bubble. Or I've really been into this practice lately of like, I will literally go to the ground and zip up and over the top of my head and back down behind me to the ground again and envision my energy just being blocked from any negative things, right? So guarding ourselves from the negative energy because there is negative energy out there and we can't be the light if we're constantly letting our energy leak into other places. Another thing is like being conscious of who you're giving hugs to and who you're cracking open to. I'm not saying like, don't touch anyone, don't hug anyone. Of course, you're going to hug your best friends. Of course, you're going to hug your mom. But noticing when you're just like cracking open and being like, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to hug you, and you need a hug, and you need a hug, and then you feel depleted, right? So just noticing, are you leaking that energy? Wearing a coat and like having that as an energetic layer that you can take off any negative energies at the end of the night is another way you could guard your energy. So do these practices. Do the cord cutting. Again, that's another way we leak our energy is that we have these like invisible cords connected to all these people. Sometimes we just need to like envision ourselves detaching from all of those so that our energy is only our own and we're not feeling depleted. We're not feeling guilty. And there is no shame in guarding our energy and keeping our energy our own and detaching from relationships that are not serving other, any, any party in the relationship. The last thing I want you to keep, out, keep in mind is that the ego is going to try and keep you safe. It's going to try to keep you where you're at. So noticing when it's saying you're a loser, you have no friends. You need to stay the party girl because these are all things that my ego has told me. And some of them in the past couple of weeks, you need to stay with the, you need to go out and party because this one hasn't been for a while, but because that's the only way you fit in. You're a loser. You have no friends. You should stay in that, those relationships because there are no other people out there. Whatever the ego is saying, or that you need to stay in the relationship because that's just what people do. That's what you're here to do. That's, you know, this is the special relationship you're supposed to be in, or you're, you're supposed to be BFFs with this person for your entire life. That's the ego. It's going to make you feel guilty. It's going to make you feel shame. It's going to make you feel angry. Whatever it is, those core feelings that you continue to go back to are, are going to happen as you continue to grow. So recognizing when the ego is saying, you should feel guilty. You haven't been spending as much time with your mom. Ooh, you should feel guilty. You're supposed to call your best friend from third grade every two days to give her an update on your life. You should feel guilty. You're not going out for your best friend's friend from Morocco's sister's mom's birthday party and everyone thinks that you should be there because everyone is going. And by you saying no, you're triggering them because they also maybe want to say no sometimes. So sometimes you catch yourself in these like guilt patterns because it's what people think you should do. 
recognize that it is the ego. And if you are triggering other people in your own journey, know that being the trigger, you get to be the light for someone else. By triggering someone else, we get to remind them of their own wounding and maybe show them of things that they can shift in their own lives. You guys, the times that I have felt the most triggered have been the times when I've recognized something in someone else that I desired for myself. I have been triggered by my own coaches. I've been triggered by my own mentors. I've been triggered by Gabby Bernstein. I've been triggered by Angie Lee. People who are entrepreneurs, spiritual, spiritual teachers, because... Well, they're sharing their message there. They have a lot of ego. They're showing up on stages. They want their name out there. Recognize where the ego is trying to keep you small. And recognize that when you're triggering other people, it gives them a, time, a space to grow. That is all I have for you guys. This was kind of a random tangent at the end. I hope this was helpful for you. As always, if, if the episode was helpful for you or if it, it's giving you some sort of insight or guidance into your own growth path, your own growth journey, please do share it on your Instagram story. Tag me, share it with a friend, text it to your BFF right now. If she's on the spiritual journey with you, feeling all these things. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for leaving the reviews and tuning in with me, being in this energy with me. Hope you enjoy.